Well, if you got a Bible, why don't you turn with me to the book of Ruth? The book of Ruth, chapter one, is where we're going to be today. Uh, Ruth, chapter one. Uh, we're continuing our series, if you're new with us, continuing our series entitled All In. Right. We're looking at uh, Old Testament characters, uh, heroes of the faith, folks that, man, were all in uh, for the Lord. And they demonstrated the fact that they were all in for him by uh, how they lived, how they uh, walked. Uh, and this morning we're looking at the character of uh, Ruth here. Uh, Ruth uh, uh, kind of snuggled in the middle of uh, the Old Testament. Uh, write a book that um, if you know of it, you uh, uh, have uh, probably heard verses stated in weddings, right, about uh, uh, the book that come from the book of Ruth, right? You've heard uh, verses pertaining to, you know, uh, Ruth's love story, uh, right? And it very much is that uh, Ruth, the book of Ruth is a love story, symbolic of God's love for us. All right, we see Ruth fall in love with a man named Boaz. They get married, and and uh, man, it's happily ever after towards the end of the book. It is a love story, uh, but also in the midst of it, we see that it is a, a story of resilience. Uh, right, a a lady named Ruth who was uh, resilient. Right, and her resiliency or her resolve. Uh, ultimately ultimately led to, man, uh, the Lord blessing her in a great uh, way. Let me go ahead and just give you background of what's what's happening here. Uh, Ruth, right, is living during a time when the judges were ruling in Israel. Uh, and during that time, man, Israel was up and down in their faith. Man, they're up living for God. A judge dies. Man, they're back down in their faith. And it says in the beginning of Ruth chapter one that uh, uh, during that time there was a great famine and a man named Elimelech, right? Say that three times fast. Elimelech, right? A, a man uh, of Israel decided to move his family to a region known as uh, Moab uh, for them to dwell and to live. And, and while they were there, Elimelech's two sons ended up marrying two Moabite women, one of them named Ruth, the other named Orpah. Well, during that time in Moab, right, uh, what happened was not only did Elimelech pass away, but the two sons passed away, leaving a lady named Naomi with uh, her daughters-in-law alone as a widow. Elimelech, right, left Israel for Moab, hoping, man, to find solace, right, uh, uh, security, peace. But, man, he ended up finding out uh, the exact opposite, which I'll go ahead and throw this in free of charge. This ain't even in the sermon, but let me go ahead and tell you. Be careful, hey, where you look to find security and hope. Hey, Elimelech, right, and, and, and his wife Naomi, they left uh, God's land, even though it was in the midst of a famine, to go to a place in Moab, uh, in Moab, right, where they were hoping to find solace and peace and hope, right, security. And it wasn't there. It wasn't there. Be careful where you look to find, man, your security and hope. There's only one place you can find it. It's in the Lord. Anyways, we see, right, that uh, uh, as a result of uh, uh, Naomi losing her husband and her two sons, she decides, you know what, I, I hear that the Lord is blessing the people in Israel again. I'm going to go back over there. I'm going to go back over there. So she takes, man, her daughters-in-law with her. And halfway down the journey, Brother Dwayne, what happens is Naomi says, you know what? There's no real reason for y'all to be here at this point in time. There's, there's no real reason for y'all to come. And there's nothing for you uh, in Israel. I don't know if the Lord's going to provide for me or not. As a widow, right, in any time, it's difficult. But especially during the uh, this time, 
right during the judgment. There was nothing for them there. And so she encouraged them, hey, why don't you go back to your homeland? Go back to your homeland. After persistence, Orpah decides to do so. But Ruth, right, and perhaps one of the strongest statements in all of the Old Testament says, you know what? I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to go back. Because, hey, I'm tied to you. Here's what happened here. Ruth's decision, right, to stay with Naomi and go back to Israel, even though there wasn't really anything for her out there. Man, ultimately led right to the Lord blessing her in a great way. You may say, Pastor Herb, how did he do that? Like I said, she married a man named Boaz, right, who ended up becoming the father of a man named Obed, who ended up becoming the father of, the, of a man named Jesse, who ended up becoming the father of, you may know his name, King David. Ruth, the Moabite woman, man, as a result of her resiliency and her resolve and saying, you know what, hey, I'm going to go all in here. I'm following Naomi wherever she goes. As a result of that, man, she ended up being able to be a part of the Davidic line, which ultimately, right, was a part of our Lord Jesus's line. What a story. What a story. Right. We see, man, Ruth's resiliency here. And that's what I want to talk about today. I, I uh, want us to focus on Ruth chapter one, verses 15 through 18. I encourage you, by the way, man, to read uh, uh, the verses before that, verses one through 14. Right. Read to understand, but read to make sure you know that I'm not making it up. I'm not just pulling this stuff out of thin air. Right. It's right here in the text. I, I encourage you to read that. And I encourage you to read the rest of uh, the book and man, see the Lord's faithfulness uh, on display uh, there. I want to pick up in verse 15, right, when after Naomi tells the two girls to go and head back to their homeland, uh, Orpah decides to go. It says that she kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth chose to cling to her. And I want to pick up in verse 15. Look what it says. It says this. And she, talking about Naomi, said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Hey, return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For here it is where you go, I will go and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God, where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me. And more also, if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go back with her, she said no more. I've entitled the message simply this. Hey, not going back, not going back. Man, may that be said of our lives in here and that we won't go back to the same old thing. Hey, we won't go back, man, to the same old life, man. Hey, because we've tasted and seen that God is good, man, that we choose not to go back, not going back. Why don't we pray uh, one more time? Lord God, we do love you. We thank you for, God, your love for us. We thank you for this book. Uh, God, in Ruth, Lord, uh, the lady who showed man, such resolve uh, and resiliency in choosing not to. Go back to that Moab, which was to her, her, her homeland, where her family was, where things were comfortable, where there was security. 
but rather chose to cling to Naomi. God, I pray that as your people, Lord, that we take practical applications from God Ruth's decision and apply them to our lives, Lord. God, continue to meet with us now, Lord. Speak to us. God, and may we leave, God, different than the way we came. That's what we want above all else, Lord, to meet with you. Lord, we are here to meet with you. Lord, help us to meet with you and respond, God, by leaving here different than the way we came. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And we ask these things all in your gracious and heavenly name. And all God's people said, Amen. Not going back. Not going back. The question is posed. Hey, how do we live as, man, God's people who do not retreat? Even though, man, the society and the world, man, may be pushing us to do so. How do we live as God's people who choose not to retreat? Uh, from, man, uh, uh, growing in our uh, marriages, growing right in, man, our love for our children and investing in them, growing in our love for people and pouring into them. How do we choose to be believers, man, who choose not to retreat, to go back to the same old thing, but rather choose, man, to progress forward in what the Lord has for us, not going back. I believe here we see three uh, hows, if you will, right? The three uh, statements from what Ruth said here uh, in uh, the scripture, right, that speak to her heart and how she was able to and be resilient and not go back that I hope that we apply to our uh, lives uh, today. Uh, the first uh, how uh, statement here, right? Uh, the first decision that Ruth made was this. Hey, Ruth resolved to do life with God's people. Ruth made the statement, hey, don't tell me I ain't going back. Don't tell me to go back. Hey, where you go, I'm going to go, Naomi. Hey, and your people are going to be my people. Ruth resolved, right, to, to make, she made the decision to say, you know what? Man, I want to be with God's people. Yahweh God's people. I'm not going back. She resolved to say, hey, his people, man, are mine people at the end of the day you got to understand Ruth man the reality was whenever she got to Israel it was going to be tough sledding for her because if you know the history of what's going on hey the Israelites didn't look too kindly on the Moabites the people of Moab you know where the people of Moab came from all you got to do is go back to the book of Genesis and look at the story of Lot and his two daughters remember that hey they, they came from an incestuous background incest the Israelites, man, they looked down on the people of Moab. It, it was not going to be easy sledding for Ruth. She could have easily gone back and hung out with her people. Man, where, hey, where, where there might have been some stable income there. Hey, she could have found her another boothang, another husband there. It was going to be a lot harder to find one A in Israel. But she said, you know what? Hey, I'm going to resolve to do life with God's people. Hey, her bond and relationship with Naomi, man, was super strong because, hey, they were walking through grief and struggling. By the way, man, hey, that, that's what happens. Man, when we walk through tough times together, it's crazy how the Lord, man, grows and strengthens those relationships. But she was experiencing that there. And she said, man, I'm not going back, man. Hey, your family, your family. That's what that is. Here's what she understood, Pastor Greg. 
Hey, she understood that even though Naomi wasn't her blood relative, mm-hmm. hey, they were related by the blood of the lamb. Amen. Amen. Let me say it over here, man. I, I thought that was real good. Hey, e- even though, man, Naomi, right and Ruth, man, they weren't blood related, church. Hey, Ruth understood that, man. Hey, they were related by the blood of the lamb. Hey, they, hey, they were together because of, of Christ, right? Because of uh, the Lord, Yahweh. And because that she had a resolve, man, to man, embrace God's people, man. Can that be said of uh, us, man? Because in the same way, even though we may not be blood related here, we come from all different types of places. Hey, if you've trusted in Christ, man, hey, we're related by the blood of the lamb. Galatians 3, 29 tells us that. Man, we, hey, we're, we're connected because of the blood. And so the question is, hey, do you value community with God's people? Do you value it? Hey, do you care, man, to walk in step in community with, man, the people of God? Even though with many of us here because of the military, man, hey, very few of us, Clarksville can be considered our quote unquote home. We come from different places. Even though your family may be hundreds of miles away, do you do you see and value, right, the, the church family as your family that God has brought you into? If we don't want to go back to the same old thing, go back, man, to the same old uh, faith decisions that we make, as it says in the word, if we don't want to be folks that are like a dog, man, that go back to our vomit time and time again. Right. It first starts with us choosing to resolve, man, to do life with God's people. Psalm 133, one, it says it like this. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Man, there is a blessing that comes in doing life with people. Listen, and and friends, it's more than just, man, the occasional Sunday attendance. Hey, it's it's more than just, man, hey, the occasional wave and shaking of a hand. Right. Hey, it's it's met being real and personal with each other. It's getting into right a small group or here at that time we call them family groups. getting into a family group and and uh, studying the word together, man, sharing requests, man, being honest and open and vulnerable uh, with one another. It's having that accountability partner, man. Hey, having another man in your life, man, that you can be real and personal with. And walk through life with and be open with. And ladies, it's that same thing. Have another lady like that. We cannot do the Christian life in isolation. And Ruth, even though, hey, she, man, would potentially be going back to family in Moab. Man, she saw herself as alone, man, going back there. She said, hey, I, I, hey your people are going to be my people. I'm making this oath to you today. And because, man, of my connection to you. Can't do this Christian life in isolation. As a matter of fact, living in isolation as a believer is dangerous. Man, so get plugged in, man. You may say, Pastor, how do I do that practically? Glad you asked. Like I mentioned, hey, we've got family groups that meet, man, at literally every day of the week. From men's and women's Bible studies to home groups that meet in homes to groups that meet here during the week. In your bulletin, man's got info for that, man. Hey, get plugged in. Find community. Get connected. Hey, don't wait until tomorrow. Say, hey, or here. Don't wait until your next duty station to get plugged in. Man, hey, get plugged in now. Hey, don't wait until the next season of life, man, when the kids grow up. Man, get, hey, get, get plugged in now. Man, get invested and connected. Man, Ruth resolved, man, to do life 
with God's people. She made the statement, hey, your people are going to be my people. Naomi was an Israelite. My God is going to be, your God is going to be my God. She resolved to do life with God's people. Secondly, quickly, how do we keep from not going back? Hey, see Ruth here, she resolved to declare the Lord as her God. What kept Ruth from going back? Hey, she declared that Yahweh God was going to be, continue to be her God. Your God, her God. Again, big statement from Ruth here. Ruth coming from Moab. The Moabite people were known as polytheists. Man, they worshipped many gods. Many gods. But the chief god that they worshipped was one by the name of Kamash. Kamash. Right, that God was known as a God that provide, uh, provided sustenance, shelter, right, security, but was one that, uh, man, the Lord God ruled as detestable in their practices. The, the, the God Kamash, right, was uh, the people of Moab were known to sacrifice their own kids to him, sacrifice people to him, detestable acts. Hey, here's what I believe. Perhaps Ruth saw that. She grew up in Moab. She saw that. Saw that there was no hope there. She got married to uh, Tilion, right, the Israelite. We talked about that earlier, who worshipped Yahweh. She, for ten years, being married to him, man, was she was exposed to Yahweh God and, and who he was. And she made a decision that, hey, man, I, this guy's the real God. I'm going to follow him. And at the point when she had the choice of going back to her God. She said, no, 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 no. Hey, the, the God that you worship, man, is, is going to be my God. Here's what it is, right? Ruth did not want to turn back and worship her gods in the comfort of her house because, as I mentioned earlier, hey, I believe, Brother Ryan, she tasted and saw, man, that the Lord was good. Yahweh God was good. And man, may that be the same reality in our life. If you're saved in here, man, you've tasted and seen that Yahweh God, how Yahweh Hashemine, right, is the only God worthy of praise. He's the only God that is good. And so, man, you not going back is you making the decision that, hey, I'm not going to serve the God of the cell phone. I'm going to serve the God of the universe. Hey, I'm not going to serve the God of work. I'm going to serve the God who's the only one worthy of worship. I'm not going to serve, man, hey. Here it is. I'm not going to serve the God of my family. Hey, I'm going to serve the God who provided my family. I'm going to be a good steward to my family. Hey, I'm going to serve Yahweh God. Yahweh God. What Ruth was saying here, basically what she was doing was she was doubling down, man, on the commitment that she made to Yahweh God. Man, and made an oath to Naomi and declared that, hey, I'm not going back. Because, man, the gods of the Moabites, they don't compare to this God. It reminds me of what John 6, what happened in John 6. Remember, a whole bunch of people were following Jesus, and then Jesus started preaching some funky stuff to the people. Hey, listen, if you, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, man, hey, then you're not worthy to follow me. Folks said, man, this dude's a loon. I'm out of here. And so they left. Right. And there were only a few folks there, including the disciples. And Jesus says, hey, y'all, y'all ain't going to go neither. Y'all ain't going to go neither. And Peter said, hey, where else can we go, Lord? You are the only one that has the words of eternal life. 
Man, Peter, even though we see that he stumbled right at times, man, he made, he resolved to, man, choose, man, to make Yahweh God his God. Man, we ought to resolve to declare that Jesus is our God because we've seen that he's better, man, better than any other idols, better than any other thing this world can offer. Man, we've tasted and seen that he is good. Psalm 34, verse 8 says that. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The psalmist is imploring, man, the people there. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. He's good. And all of us in here, man, we, most of us here, we're old enough to, man, walk through a trial, walk through a circumstance, a difficult circumstance. And, man, we can praise the Lord because, man, he's gotten, he's gotten us to the other side. He's been, with, he's been a refuge for us in the midst of it. We've tasted and seen that he's good in every season. And thirdly and lastly, and I'm done here. Ruth, right, how was she not able to go back? Man, she wasn't able to go back because she resolved, man, to die before going back to Moab, man. Hey, the statement that Ruth made here, man, is a powerful one to end her conversation with Naomi. Powerful. She said, hey, where you die, I'm going to die. Man, back in those days, hey, there was a lot that went into, man, hey, a placement of a death when you when you pass away. As a Moabite, man, hey, it was, uh, I mean, standard tradition, man, to be married, right, or be uh, buried, I should say, man, in and around her ancestors back in Moab. Her making this statement, that, hey, no, no, where, where you die, hey, I'm going to die either, is, is essentially her saying, hey, I've counted the cost and what this looks like. I know the Lord's providing. I believe that he can once we get back, man, to his land there in Jerusalem. But even if we struggle as, as widows and die, man, hey, I'm cool with that. She counted the cost. She said, hey, fo- following God and being with his people, man, hey, it's worth it. It's worth it. As long as I don't got to go back, man, to that old place. I ain't going back. I ain't going back. Ruth's resolve was demonstrating her willingness to follow God and Naomi back to their homeland and die before she even went back. Now, as Christians, listen, not every Christian is called to to be a physical martyr for their faith. Right. We've got folks that we know, missionaries that serve in places where man sharing the gospel, man, is is forbidden. And, and many that have laid their lives down for the sake of the cause of the gospel, though we're not called to be physical martyrs of the gospel. Listen to me, church. Hey, the Bible tells us we're called to die to ourselves every single day. Because we're saved. Hey, the Bible tells us in Luke 9, 23, that man, hey, we're called to lay our lives down daily and follow him. What that means is, hey, laying down our agenda, laying down our feelings, laying down, man, hey, what we want to do and say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done here. And follow after him. As Brother Dwayne just alluded to just now in front of me. I appreciate you feeding me, man. Hey, some truth, by the way, man. Keep me rolling. Feed me the truth. He says, hey, we got to count the cost. And that cost is laying ourselves down. We die to ourselves in order to be, man, a godly spouse and parent, even though we don't feel like 
Yeah, we die to ourselves in, that, in order to be a godly saint in the workplace, even though, man, we know that some of us work with some knuckleheaded fools. A good way to put it. I don't. I'm thankful for Pastor Greg, man. Hey, you're awesome, Pastor Greg. I don't think you are. But some of us. Hey, we die to ourselves, man, in order to walk in humility and serve others, man, even when it's hard, even when we don't feel like it. Hey, can that be said of you? Can that be said of you? I heard it said like uh, uh, this before in in a sermon earlier in the week, right, Uh, the difference between being involved with something and being committed to something in reference to this text here. Right. For many of us, hey, we're, we're merely involved, man, with Christ. Hey, yeah, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll come on a Sunday, man, do our thing, sing a song or two that we like. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll read the Bible verse of the day, man, on our phone, you know, get our little word in, pray with the... Kids, man, before they eat. But we're just involved with him, man. Hey, when something interferes with what we want to do, hey, then we just remove our involvement. But one who's committed, man, says, hey, no matter what you call me to, Lord, No matter how difficult of a season it is with these kids, Lord. Hey, no matter whatever may come my way. Man, I'm going to say it is well with my soul and follow you. Can that be said of us? Ruth said, hey, I am all in, even unto death. Man, I'm going to follow you. Can that be said of us? Some questions to consider and then we'll be through this morning. The first question is this. Hey, are you as a believer, man, are you connected in community with other Christians, man? Are you in community with other Christians? People in your life, man, that are speaking truth into your life. People in your life that you know that love God, that you can be real with, man, that can encourage, exhort you, challenge you. In a group where you're breaking bread together, right? Both eating, but also, man, opening the word together. And are you involved in community with other Christians? Secondly, question to consider. Hey, who is your God? Not just asking, man, who, who your God is one hour a week on Sunday. I'm asking, man, who, who is your God all week? Who are you worshiping? Plenty out there to worship. Who are you worshiping? My encouragement to you, man, would be to choose to worship Yahweh God. Make him your God. Worship him. And then thirdly, as a Christian, do you see yourself involved with Christ? Men are committed to him. Are you merely involved with him? Hey, you know, I'll say what's up to him every now and again. Sing a song or two to him. But he, I don't want him to, man, be in and around my kids or my family or my dealings. Or are you committed to say, hey, look, 
any season of life, God, hey, my life is yours. You, you do with it what you will. Are you committed to him? Never going back. I remember when I was 15 years old, um, had a buddy stay the night at my house. We had a friend that lived up the road and we decided, hey, man, we're going to pull one of the biggest pranks of all time. man. we're going to roll this house, man. And so we went out. Of course, we couldn't drive, man. We were walking around out there late at night. And as we got to the subdivision where he was, all of a sudden the car pulled up. And so, man, we said, hey, let's let's jump in the bushes here. So we jumped in the bushes, hid for a little bit, saw a dude come out with a dog, you know, sniffing around the bushes. Dog didn't bark. So I said, man, I think we're good, man. We're We'll just roll out, man, roll his house, and then head on home. Well, as soon as we get out of the bushes, woo, 5-0 shows up. And so in that moment, Brother Rod, hey, I thought of two things. First thought I had was, hey, I know I'm a lot faster than my friend that's here. And so I could just ditch him and just roll, and roll off, and I'll be good. And the second thought I had is, man, I watched a lot of episodes of Cops, man, so... I know standard procedure, man. Let me let's just step out here, you know, and be good to go. Well, you know, of course, we didn't look uh, uh, the greatest hanging out at 1 a.m. hiding in the bushes. So we stepped out, man, and they handcuffed us, right, and put us in the cop car. And I remember going through several stages. I'm sitting in that cop car. I remember going through the stage of man. Man, my parents, man, they're going to ground me until I'm 35, man. My parents didn't play. And then I went through a stage of, man, maybe they'll think this is some big joke, Brother Sam. Maybe they'll laugh with me, man. They'll think it's hilarious. Of course, they didn't think that. (laughs) I remember riding to the house, man. They dropped me and my buddy off. And I remember from literally 1.30 a.m. to 5 in the morning, my parents lectured me, you know, on all things related to the law right how bad of a kid I was in that moment. And really, my only saving grace was the fact that it was 5 a.m. and they saw me dozing off, and it was making them more mad. So they said, hey, go to bed. We'll talk again in the morning. But I remember, man, soon after that, thinking, hey, I don't ever want to be in that place again, Brother Lance. And so you know what I did? I made sure that I was a model citizen. I learned that, hey, there was a curfew. Okay, hey, I'm coming back 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Hey, I learned real quick. You know what? Hey, I'm not going to hang out with those wannabe gang because, listen, I know they're they're propping up, you know, getting arrested. It's not fun. I was just in it. I'm not trying to be like that. I'm not, I'm not going back to that. Hey, man, I made a resolve to not go back. And listen, church, man, goofy illustration. But the truth of the matter is, man, in the same way, those of us in here who are saved, man, the call for us as believers isn't to retreat, go back to the same old thing, but choose to move forward, progress, man, in Christ. And my hope and prayer is that you choose to do so because you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, because you see that he is better, man, you choose to pursue him, pursue him, not going back.